Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dusso. And today we have a special guest, Vanessa Leonard. She is a filmmaker, director, writer, actress, among many other things. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah. And this is your second time on the show. It is. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, you had your what your first or second draft finished on your movie a story oh my gosh yeah yeah Yeah, and now we had our world premiere in LA actually um back in February so yeah yeah well could you do do an update on that for you know what you're allowed to say yeah absolutely so um I'm so excited um last time I was on here I shared And we spoke about uh, my first feature length that I wrote, directed, acted, and and edited. And um, I did not mean to wear so many hats, by the way. That was a (laughs) cost-effective decision. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so we, uh, I went into, you know, post-production and um, completed it. And we premiered the the trailer actually last October um, on World Mental Health Day, which is October 10th. So that got a lot of uh, local buzz. So that was really awesome. I was on a couple different news outlets. And then um, in February, I um, got the call from uh, Los Angeles, California, and um, a film festival called the Golden State Film Festival. Um, The director called me and said, yep, we will love to show your movie. So it was pretty exciting. Um, I only had 10 days to book my ticket. Um, So it was very fast-paced. And this is actually, um, fortunately, this is... I was able to travel before the big COVID outbreak. And I know we're going to discuss that as well, Brian. Um, But yeah, I was able to travel and I was there for, I think, two and a half days. So it was really quick there and back. Um, But I was very grateful for the opportunity. Um, To those who attended, it was nothing but positive um, positive feedback. And, um, you know, a couple comments were it's a very important topic that needs to be talked about. Um, And I... You know, people were wishing me that hopefully I get the um, exposure that it deserves. And just to recap a little bit, um, those who don't know or don't remember, my the topic of my film is mental illness. So um, it brings to light um, just, you know, showing, portraying uh, mental illness and mental health in a very normalized fashion. Um, because I, I chose a topic, or I chose that topic in particular, Um one, because it hits home for me in many ways, um, regardless of how it's touched my own family, but also friends of mine. Um, but also, I see mental illness portrayed in a very dramatic way um, in Hollywood. Um, it's very common in um, horror and suspense genres. So I really wanted to make something that was very raw and relatable to many viewers, because as statistic reads, um, one in five adults um, suffer from a mental illness. And these people are very normal. I mean, they are our coworkers, our friends and family, our, you know, neighbors. Um, so I just really wanted to bring it to light in a normal way. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely very relatable. I've worked on the film and I've seen it myself yeah. and it is like very real. And we don't get that too too often in our daily lives. You know, we kind of just walk around as a avatar like as this person like you walk in a crowd and uh you see people but you don't 
you don't you don't like conversate with them you don't talk to them you don't like really know or feel them you're just walking by unless you bump into one of them like oh sorry then they become a person right and actually i do a lot of vendor fairs and vendor shows for my movie because it is such a talking point and you won't believe how many times people come up to me saying you know my spouse has PTSD or I was diagnosed with bipolar or I have severe depression and what you're doing is so important. And I remember when it actually, it first started when um, my movie trailer got buzzed uh, locally in the public's eye and people were reaching out to me, um, whether social media or email or even in my own workplace. And they were sharing very personal stories and I was like, hold up. I was not expecting this at all. Um, but you know what? I realized though, people do need to talk about it and there is no outlet. It's not normalized and there is a taboo. And I think that's what I realized when people were so comfortable and coming to me saying, you know, it's a very important topic that needs to be discussed. So with that being said, um, I'm way more comfortable now. (laughs) So the many, um, the many vendor shows that I do, um, you know, just, just advertising and promoting my movie. I'm also selling merch and different things, but it's also just a very good talking point and it's an outlet for people to open up and share their stories and i'm very grateful um for the opportunity for them to talk about oh of course it's easier to talk to a stranger because they have zero judgment and you're probably never going to see them again so it's like it's not not too much of a risk so you're vulnerable and you take down your mask and you say something vulnerable because you have something you uh, relate to that you can talk about. And then you get into a conversation, you say something vulnerable, then they say something vulnerable. And like, that's how you make a human interaction. But our daily lives, when we're around our coworkers, our friends and family, we tend to repress because there's a lot on the line. They're going to see you again. So you worry about what what are they going to think about me? What they they don't know the real me every day. What I do by myself, like how hard it is in my mental prison. So if I tell them about it, what are, they're just gonna tell me, you know, suck it up, or that's weird, or you know, judge me for who I really am, and I don't want that. And a movie entertainment is important because it's a way to get a message across without the judgment. You can throw yourself onto one of the characters in the movie and really relate to them. So that's why something like your movie is really important. Thank you. Absolutely. So yeah, as of right now, um, as far as the status of the movie though, everything unfortunately is put on a halt. Um, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. we did get up. Um, I received the invite. I want to say it was, it was actually a couple of days after I got the invite um, or the news of the official selection in LA, but we did get into an Orlando film festival as well. Um, however, that was canceled and actually pushed back to next year. So as you can imagine, mm-hmm. so everything's kind of on hold right now, but um, you know, other film festivals that have seen it, I've received um, really good positive feedback from Cleveland international as well. Um, so I'm still very active online. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to check it out. Uh, where can they find, follow your movie? Yeah. So, um, we are on Facebook and Instagram, and that is at a story worth living movie. And then we're also on Twitter at worth living film. Awesome. Yeah. And you are active daily 
and uh, it's uh, worth following because, you know, people can be part of a community and, you know, listen to your voice. Thanks. Thank you. That means a lot. On on that topic, have you been watching any movies or shows lately? I have. It's really funny, though. I've been trying to be as active as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've actually, this past week, I broke out my bike for the first time in, oh my gosh, probably 15 years, and I'm not <laughs> even kidding. <laughs> so I'm quite sore. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so if I'm not being active, though, and when I'm not working, um, I am watching. I'm binging, you know, Netflix and Hulu like anyone else, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, do you want to know what I'm watching? Yeah. What? Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I have um, some too that I'm probably embarrassed about. I know. I'm like, well, I'm sorry it's a given, but everyone like we had to see the Tiger King to see mm. what that was all about. See, I never, so I, did ho- that. I never, um, I never hopped on board with that. Really? Mm-mm. To be honest, though, I will say this: it was so funny. I okay, so I think. My husband and I, we watched it in three or four nights. So, like, it wasn't, like, really binge-worthy to us. We're just like, okay, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. It was really funny, though. My husband, we got so bored with it. The very last show, I still have not seen, mind you, the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, he left the room, and I, I forget what he was doing. He's a musician, so I think he was, like, going and working on, you know, musician stuff (laughs) like tuning his guitar or something Mm -hmm. he came back into the room and checked on me and i was asleep on the couch while the last episode was playing so to say that we're big tiger fan king or tiger king fans (laughs) is very very much an um overstatement so um yeah we did not really jump on board that much that much either um we just wanted to see what it was but we still yet to see the last episode so, oh yeah, it blew up um, quick. That's for sure. I don't know did. why. I, I wonder think it was why. All the meme. It was the meme. <laughs> yeah. No, it it was right away though, because before the memes, I did see it on Netflix and it popped up on the main advertisement. Like interesting. And I looked at it. I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, um, you know, I can get why people watch it. It's like kind of redneck style, like humor, like entertainment. Know, I yeah. Get it. I get it. You know, but. I'd watch that while I'm doing something, but, you know, I just didn't, you know, watch it. See the appeal. But then it just blew up. I'm like, wow, they must have done something right. Yeah, marketing. Well, to be honest, it's it's a lot like Bird Box. I mean, if you think about it, Bird Box blew up too. And either people hated it or loved it. I ended up being one of those people who loved it because Mm -hmm. I love suspense and I love Thriller and Sandra Bullock. And, um... That one, just to recap your memory, I think it was 2018, the day after uh, Christmas. Um, but that hit, you know, Netflix and social media did the marketing for them. I mean, honestly, everyone was talking about Bird Box, and that's exactly oh, yeah. what Tiger King did. Everyone was talking about Tiger King. Um, so I mean, it's free publicity when social media when it goes oh, viral. Yeah. yeah, they someone spread it, and it was the right person. The right person yep. watched it. Who knows? Yep. It's interesting because. You can't really guess what's going to catch, even if, if, right. it's, if it's good or not. It don't matter. Right. And um, this past week, though, this past weekend, on top of cycling, <laughs> I um, also ha- I caught up on uh, Little Fires Everywhere. So it's a new show on Hulu. Um, it stars 
Kerry Washington, I think that's her name, and Reese Witherspoon, Joshua Jackson as well. Um, yeah, it's it's great. It's honestly, it's a show filled with many secrets set in the 90s, um, family-based, and there's a couple social issues that are discussed as well. Um, so it's, that's one of my favorites, honestly, hmm. right now. Any any other ones you've been watching or you uh, recommend? Um, I mean, I always have a list of movies. Believe it or not, I'm way more of a movies person than a TV show because I get so mm. overwhelmed with it. I'm like, man, if I start Grey's Anatomy or if I oh, like, right. I have I have a list of like all of these shows that I the um The Office, Parks and Rec. I mean, I just get so overwhelmed with the amount of seasons and episodes, though. Right, so right. I'm more of a movies person. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll watch an hour and a half movie, mm-hmm. get it done and over with. I'm but, gonna watch, um, oh, actually, I do want a recommendation because I'm going to be watching one tonight. Oh. Yeah, we're going to do a movie night, even though we can't. Well, my uh, they're on uh, around my kids, someone had a fever. And, uh, you know, you hear a fever. It's like, well, it's kind of past flu se- season. Obviously, there's COVID. So we need to take precaution. And... Uh, Turns out it was like, I guess, a sinus infection or something. Uh, no fever anymore. It was just an overnight thing. And But, you know, we got to take precautions. So we're taking a 14-day kind of yeah, isolation absolutely. deal. Sucks. But you know what? We got to be real about it. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're looking for a uh, movie recommendation for tonight. Yeah, well, I heard. Oh, my goodness. Um, do you, you said, do you have your kids tonight? Uh, tonight, yeah, it'll be me and uh, my girlfriend. will be watching it when they go to bed. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I have a couple recommendations for kids movies that I still haven't watched yet, mm-hmm. but it's on my list. Coco, and oh my goodness, what is the other one called? I'm gonna have to look this up, or it's gonna bug me. Yeah, Coco is huge. Yeah, what's this other one? Um. We just watched a movie with the oh, kid. Oh, Onward. Onward? Onward. Mm. Yeah, I heard Onward was really good, too. Oh, and then also Pets, The Pets Life, The Life of Pets, too, is right. also on Netflix. That's one I Like, those watch. are all the good kids. Yeah, the kids ones. Like, yeah. So I need, to, I need to watch all those and then Disney Plus and everything. Um, but yeah, movies. I mean, I still need to see Marriage Story. Um, I think that's on Netflix. Um, I'm just reading off my list. I have a lot of horror ones. I don't know if oh, you're we, a horror we, we fan. Like, we like horror, but horror, horror <laughs> okay. is usually better when you're together, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, so as far as horror goes, um, I'm looking at Sinister Circle, The House of the Witch. Mm. Um, let me see. Sinister really Dark Crimes. Oh my gosh, I love Sinister too. Yeah. Like, Ironically, that was really good. You don't, I mean, personally, I don't see a lot of good horror and suspense movies nowadays. I feel like everything's kind of cliche yeah. um, and very just overdone. But um, Sinister was unique for me. I really mm. enjoyed that. Yeah, but that's not even new anymore. No. Like, Mm-mm. it's really like like brand new ones. There was one I watched. I can't remember the name. Uh, the Diary of Jane Doe or something like that. Oh, interesting. And it was a really good concept. It was more of, it wasn't a big film, but it was really good. 
It was about a morgue. That's and, awesome. Yeah, I, I recommend that. It's a good, it's a watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, a movie that I really want to see. It actually premiered the same night as my movie premiered mm-hmm. um, in LA at the Chinese Theater. Um, the Invisible Man. I really want to see that. So that's based so off they the had old the red movie, carpet right? out. I think so. Yeah, I heard it's really good though. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had the red carpet out and everything else for the Invisible Man. So that was yeah. pretty exciting to see. See, I've been watching a lot of shows. I watched Altered Carbon. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal if you like sci-fi. Um, hmm. Castlevania, that's an anime. It's about Dracula. I'm a big, uh, yeah. big Dracula fan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I watch anime, too. There's another one called Haikyuu that's like a, a volleyball anime. Super good. Uh, Sabrina, I've been, I finished that. That was really good. Very nice. Um, Dracula, it's like a three-part, four-part show. That's really, it's slow-paced, but it's like like a slow burn, but really good. Kingdom, I've been watching that show. That show's, I just started. I'm like episode six. It's phenomenal. It's, uh, it's about, uh, it's in Korea. It's a Korean film, and it's about, it's back in the old dynasties, and there's a, a a plague. It's kind of ironic watching it right now, but it's a plague, and people get infected with the plague, and, and they're running around infected, and then they're only awake during the nighttime. It's it's very suspenseful. Mm. Uh, the Magicians. That's a good show. If you like magic, like not magic tricks, but like I think I've seen that actually. That was good. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit older, right? Yeah, it's a little older. There's a lot of show, yeah. a lot of episodes. That's good though. Yeah, that's good though. Then uh, High Score Girl. It's an anime. It's about an arcade and a boy girl romance kind of deal, and very nostalgic. Goes from the the eight, late '80s till basically now with gaming. And that's that's what I've been watching. Very nice. Sounds like a good mix between the two. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, let's let's move on to uh, mental health. So, like, uh, have you like since we last talked? It's been a while since we. Mm-hmm. Well, we did our podcast episode, but like since we talked about just you and me just talking about like mental health or anything, like, has there been anything? new that you've been that you've discovered or a new perspective or like maybe a book or something that really just like changed your outlook well um i'm a christian so i pray a lot and i meditate and i try to journal um i don't know if i was experiencing this the last time i was on your show Mm -hmm. but um i'll just be open about it last year was a very bad mental health year for me and I didn't realize what was going on to be honest Um, because I've had mental issues in the past um, but last year was just unlike any other and it was weird because um, I mean I've gone through like struggles of identity and things like that um, as far as you know just finding who I was um, for instance when my husband and I were newly married and he was a musician. Um, obviously, it was, it was hard, you know, being newly married, being very young, mm-hmm. um, with him being on the road as well. So um, that was a lot to 
you know, mature and figure out my brain, you know, um, during that time. But last year was a whole new ballpark for me. Um, I was dealing, and this is self-diagnosis too, um, mm-hmm. because unfortunately I just, um, I did actually go see my physical doctor, my family doctor, and I'll explain that too. But um, I realized I started having mental health issues probably in March of last year. Okay. Um, there was a couple things that came up at work. Um, and I didn't really, I, I, I had to put it on the back burner though, because during that time I was so busy, I was casted for my first musical actually in over a decade. Um, so I was very, very busy during that time, um, March and April of last year doing, um, a play performance, um, Legally Blonde, the musical. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was so busy. So while dealing with work stress and changes at work, um, I was, very distracted, um, you know, doing this musical so that helped to a certain degree. And once the musical was over, um, actually during that time, I think you had, um, the footage for my movie. Mm-hmm. So during that time, it worked out great because I was done on my end with post-production and it was out of my hands. So right. I was able to do the musical during that time. Long story short, once the musical was over with end of April, I got back into post-production, um, in May of last year because um, of you being done on your end. So I was able to finish up my editing. So anyways, all that to say, I was kind of distracted in May and June. um, But once I wrapped on completion of my movie, um, July is when it started to hit. And I became physically ill. And I had no idea what was going on with me. I um, I remember calling my mom at 4 a.m. one day and I, so because I knew she was awake, my dad works at 4.30 in the morning and I know she always gets up with him. So I don't just randomly call my mom in the middle of the night, but I just called her crying and, um, I'm just like, you know what? I have depression and I'm like, not to scare you or anything, but like, I mean, there's different levels of depression. So, I mean, please right. don't think I'm, you know, suicidal because I'm not, but I'm just like, I haven't been happy in so long. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I went through explaining that with my mom. And while on the phone, my stomach was gurgling. And it was weird because, again, I've never had this happen before. And she actually audibly heard it at her end. And she's mm. like, is that your stomach? I'm like, yes. And so I'm like, I think I have an ulcer. So um, she's like, you honestly, you need to take the day off. You need to call off um, and go see your doctor. So it's exactly what I did. I um, went to my family doctor and I explained to her what was going on. And, um, I explained to her my work stress and different things. And, um, she said there was no way to really, the, the way to test for an ulcer, it would be kind of difficult. So she put me on some heavy duty stomach medication and it ended up helping. So I ended up not being an ulcer, thank goodness, because I mean, often that would lead to surgery. Um, but with that being said though, for a good two weeks, I was definitely on a spiral, um, end of July to middle of August last year. And it was, it was pretty rough, um, but thankfully, though, and it, I mean, it was up and down all throughout last year, I would just admit, even until the end of the year, I, I would say. Well, all of that to say, beginning of this year, I listened to a song to um, bring this long story around to your original question, have mm-hmm. you listened or read anything that's helped you mentally? Mm-hmm. And um, beginning of this year, I listened to it, an older song by a band that I just, I love my, my husband toured with them a couple years ago, but they're a Christian rock band called disciple. And they have a song that is called dear X. 
And if you listen to the lyrics, um, it is absolutely amazing and so, so powerful. I actually sent it to a girlfriend of mine. I sent her the lyrics and I'm like, read this. And it's so powerful because as you can imagine, this person's writing a letter to dear shame, dear guilt, dear depression, um, dear anxiety, dear, dear paranoia. Um, you know, anything that you can imagine, you're writing a letter saying, you don't own me. You don't own me anymore. And it's such a powerful song. So I encourage all of you to check it out. Um, but honestly, for the first two weeks of um, January, that was my, I guess you could say, theme song for the day. I was listening to that on the way to work every morning and was getting a pump. It was giving, getting me into such a good mood. And um, honestly, it was a lot of prayer, a lot of um, changing my perspective on things. But once I found my confidence back, I started feeling better mentally. I started feeling better physically. And um, my life started turning around for the greater. I mean, of course, um, you know, this is pre-COVID we're talking about. But, um, like, uh, within the week or two after, you know, it kind of mentally switched in my brain, I was offered a promotion at work. And... Um, Actually, there's another department really interested in me at the same time. So I started feeling wanted. I started feeling valued and worthy. And um, so, yeah, with that being said, um, check out Dear X by Disciple because it's done mentally wonders for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That, Thank you. A lot of what you said definitely is true. Like, and it's worked i've done it in a different way i mean that's why i have this podcast like it's getting it out there into the universe so you're writing a letter so you're letting go you're surrendering because you're getting the inside whatever's on the inside on the outside by writing it down and there has Absolutely. been there's been studies there it's like 80 percent like improvement if you write down how you feel or what you want or what you desire, what you want to work for, if you want to better yourself, you're feeling some kind of way. It's like a huge boost to write it down. Like you, you've heard of law of attraction. It's kind of yes, like, I have. Yeah. And, yep. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Um, yeah. It's not it. magic. It's not like, well, I'm going to write this down, like the show Death Note, where he writes down a, like someone's death and it happens. It's not like that. It's like you have to put the action into it, you know? So if you do it every day, like you listen to your song every day, what I would do, what I do, I mean, is if I'm feeling kind of down in the dumps and I've been slacking on this lately and something I want to work on, first five minutes of the day, I want to plan out my day. I want to think, I want to get my mindset on how I want to feel. We're always... Like, we want to feel good, so we want good things to happen to us. We want to be around good people. But, like, we never, like, tune our own brains to be good. We're always looking for the other people. Why can't we be that person? You're seeking seeking someone. Be that someone. So tune your brain in the beginning of the day. All right, today I want to be productive. All right, I want to be productive. Okay, hmm, what's... if? I can only do one thing today. What's that one thing? Because that's going to make me feel accomplished at least because I did that one thing I planned. Do that Mm -hmm. and do 
at nighttime before you go to bed, five minutes, just lay in bed and think, all right, review my day. I did that one thing. Feel good. What do I want to do tomorrow? Next day you wake up, you say that again, you're repeating it, you're getting it out, what you're going to do tomorrow. So like it's a domino effect. So you keep going after that something and mental health is important. Like we need to not repress everything. And I remember that moment that you were talking about because I was there and we were talking a lot about the movie, about things going on, work and all that. And I remember saying, it sounds like you burned out. You overworked yourself. You took on all, all the stress. Yeah. <laughs> and when you, yeah. when you do that, you can a, a person can only take so much. Even mm-hmm. like the people that look like they're just, you know, gods basically because like Gandhi or someone like that, you know, even, mm-hmm. even Gandhi had times when he was just broken, you know? So yeah. you, oh, you can only take so much. So that's why that yin yang life, we need to rest just as much as we are productive. So that's why praying or meditation or biking or anything like that is vital because you need to just clear your mind, surrender, mm-hmm. get it out of your body. That's why that's yep. so important. And we forget that even though we all know that every single one of us. It's just, we got to do it. So taking the time to prioritize to do it. Yep. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, li- I like to put up like, post-its and remind myself I like to text myself I like to write in my notebook like just at least try you know yeah absolutely so uh yeah um I've been seeing a lot of like turmoil lately with uh like social influencers or motivational speakers you know people on like social media and everything mm-hmm. and uh you know like i'm seeing people that are being offended by this by they're they're taking it the way of these people are telling me i'm broken or i need fixed or they're trying to sell me something because a lot of times they do like 12 step programs or you have to pay like five grand or something crazy or go to a camp or some workshop. I can understand that because they're trying to rip you off. But like, it could be good. Who knows? But like, like these people are really vulnerable. So they're trying to do something. They do this. It doesn't work. And they're like, well, what gives? Because now I'm seeing social influencers everywhere. And they're all trying to tell me what to do. It's like, I'm just trying to like live my life, you know, be normal whatever normal is you know what I mean but mm-hmm. you know I this is a trend I've been seeing like if I look in the com because I like to look in the comments and see what real people are saying not people that are you know on their uh, Instagram for a minute talking about right. being super pumped up and everything because that's not how they actually are in real you see these no. people they're not really like that they're just like that for a minute on video or however right. long it is. It's acting, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. it is true. They're trying to get a message across. But 
but I like to see what the real people are saying in the comments. And what I'm thinking is, what makes someone want to comment that? Like, how do they feel when they're doing that? That's gotta, that's gotta feel pretty, pretty rough that you have to go on and comment that don't tell me how to live my life kind of thing. And I get it. I do get that because if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm not going to try to say, well, you should do this and what you're doing is wrong, like that kind of thing. No one likes that. You get defensive and ugh. yeah, no one likes that. But I like to think that feeling is like, like you said, you're writing out dear is shame or dear. Uh, I like to talk about jealousy because I, I, I get that qu quick jealous feeling out of nowhere sometimes. Mm. And I'm putting energy into that, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're, it's like this fight or flight thing going on. It's like all of a sudden you like, you're like a sniper. Like you just focus on this one little meaningless thing. Jealousy, mm -hmm. is, jealousy is meaningless. Like it shouldn't even exist. So you're directing all your energy towards that. So what I like to do is take a step back, know that you have worth because you're a person just like everyone else. Know that everyone else has a feeling mm -hmm. just like that. We all have those feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. And direct that energy somewhere else. Just, you know, let that do, let that whatever's making you jealous, let that do its own thing. Just turn, pivot somewhere else focus your energy on that who knows it, it it may be something you need to work on maybe you need to do your prayer maybe you need to meditate maybe you need to do your bike ride maybe you need to write a post at your daily post who knows or just write on your paper how you feel let it get it out but this is something yeah. I've, I've been seeing lately and it's like hmm. a trend like I see it like it's just growing and it kind of sucks. And it's like, it really sucks because it's the social influencers or the motivational speakers that's getting it. So. So are you thinking, I'm sorry, do you think it's because you think they're being inauthentic or? I don't know. Hmm. I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. Cause I, I, um, I follow a lot of those people and, you know, I just take everything with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. I mean, as far as like social media goes, I mean, I guess it depends on which platform you're using because I mean, I see the negative. I mean, I see the complaints and mm -hmm. everything that's going wrong. Um, but as far as talking about influencers though, I mean, just how you talked about, it, it's definitely acting and it's definitely, um, you know, a quick, Hey, look at me or look what I have and check it out type thing so um and I've done it too I mean I've gotten paid to post before on Instagram mm -hmm. um but I try to be as authentic as possible and I think that's where influencers can go a little too far right um so right because they're trying to yeah. make money off of it probably right mm -hmm. and that's uh where it's you're trying to make something up just to get some money or get some more views and stuff and that's no fun right absolutely 
Hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, some COVID. <laughs> yeah. So earlier, I liked what you said about um, the laws of attraction. Mm, yeah. And honestly, um, I think that's kind of what happened with me. Even I think what it comes down to, even without, you know, putting a name to it, such as the laws of attraction, but I think it's just shifting your focus and putting, shifting your energy and what you're really, you know, focusing on. Um, so for me, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, it took, you know, listening to a song, listening to, um, or listening to a song, giving myself a pep talk and really just shifting my focus and pointing out the positives, pointing out my worth, pointing out my value and who I am. Um, so when there's bad things that happen in our lives, I think it's also important to not, you know, to belittle the, the bad things, the difficult things, the tragedies that are happening, such as COVID-19, the coronavirus, which we're going to discuss. But at the same time, I do want to discuss the other more optimistic opportunities that are also being um, presented to us during this time. Okay. So. Yeah, definitely. And it is. Whatever your time is, it's how you use it. And time is the most important thing we have because you can't get it back. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, as far as the positives of, um, you know, dealing with the quarantine, um, you know, no one, ex- no, none of us expected this. You know, 2020, Happy New Year, counting down, you know, and none of us saw this coming. Um and I know that many of us, myself included, um, have worked so hard and have been looking forward to all these events and all these plans that we had scheduled, you know, beginning mm-hmm. of the year. They're all canceled. Yeah. You know, jobs are being lost and schedules are being rearranged. We've been catapulted into unfamiliar territory and it shows, you know, some days more than others. Um but here we are, and what do we do with this? What do we do during this chaotic time? Um, so, as I mentioned, I'm right there with you. Um, this is not how I saw being in this year. Um, you know, I this is the year that I've been looking forward to the last three years of, you know, applying for film festivals and getting into film festivals and having my Orlando one canceled. Um, that was supposed to be Memorial Day weekend. Um, I was very very disappointed um but you know what it's okay to be disappointed it's okay to have multiple um emotions right now because we're human i actually think i have a post um about this coming up on my instagram eventually (laughs) but um it's okay to carry on so many or to carry the weight of so many emotions right now because you know this is unfamiliar territory and we've never I mean, our country in modern, modern years, we haven't experienced anything like this in, you know, in modern decades. Um, so it's definitely a learning experience for all of us, you know, from our government officials to our healthcare providers, you know, on the way down. Um, so yeah. Um, but some positives that I would discuss are, you know, this is a given, but we can slow down and think. Um, think about all the times that we've said, you know, I wish I had more time to do this because, you know, then I would do it. Well, 
for many of us, I mean, unless if you're an essential worker, um, you know, you um, are definitely on our front lines and I'm going to talk to you guys um, a little bit more later. But, um, you know, now's the time, now's the chance to do those things that we've been saying, you know, putting them off for so long. Um, whether it's gardening, reading, drawing, creating. Um, for me, it's writing new scripts. It's painting my house and organizing things around my house. Um, and then this past weekend, I actually broke out my bike <laughs> and went cycling um, for a couple hours. And it was great. It's something that I haven't done in, you know, probably 15 years. But it was great to do something and to just get out of my headspace and get out of the house a little bit and just to, you know, hit the trails in nature, you know, the sun was shining and it was really great. Um, so, and that's something I want to have done. I mean, it's so funny. I've been deleting events um, out of my calendar app as, you know, as we, as the event pops up. Um, but it's so funny to look back and I'm like, Oh, I had this planned for this weekend. I had this planned for next weekend and I was supposed to be here, you know, tomorrow night. Um, so as disappointing as it is, it's also kind of a shift of focus of, you know, yeah, I had that plan, but at the same time, I wouldn't have been able to go cycling, you know what I mean? Or I haven't been, I wouldn't have been able to organize my house or, you know, give my house a fresh paint and, or write a, you know, write a script or two. Yeah, definitely. And I totally understand that because I work around 50 hours a week. Not now, I am mm -hmm. laid off. But I have the time to get stuff done that I really want to get done. And for me, that is also writing more often and reading more and educating myself more because that's what I want to do with my life. So I'm going to soak mm -hmm. that in. Um, I grew up as a gamer and I don't play games, but I have the opportunity now to do what I wish I could do, which is go online at least just once a week and spend a night with the guys online and just just have banter and fun and, you know, just, like, communicate, like, be together. Because right now that is kind of important because being alone can drive you nuts sometimes. So, Absolutely. Like it's good and to thank put you for yourself... bringing up video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good, <laughs> good to put yourself out there. And, you know, I don't get to play much, and I'm, I'm thankful I bought a Switch before this happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can play with other people and have, have some fun. And I don't do it all the time, but yeah, I can at least take a little bit of time and, you know, enjoy it. Absolutely. And um, honestly, yeah, video games is another thing I did this past weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm not a gamer. I've never even classified myself as a gamer. Mm -hmm. However, there were games growing up that I, I really enjoyed. Right. Um, I have my parents' Super Nintendo here, and I love old school Mario games. Exactly. Um, and Donkey Kong games. So mm -hmm. I was able to break out some of those. And then also, my husband and I, we hooked up our PlayStation 2, and we battled it out at Tony Hawk's you know, underground the mm -hmm. other day of a round trick attack. And it was great. And again, those are things that we wouldn't be doing, you know, yeah, if we weren't, you know, locked in our house. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have the time. Like I wish I could have done it, but, but it's a way of bonding that we, you know, we can't 
go hang out where we usually hang out. So we got to mm-hmm. find, we have to find an alternative. That's, that's what's important. We're humans. We, the, one of our skills is adapting. That's one of our biggest skills. All the way back to when the ice age happened, we had to adapt. We had to find somewhere to live. So through history, since the dawn of time, we have been adapting and we're adapting right now. So if something's going on in your life, you need to adapt. You can't be at a standstill because you're just not going to keep moving. Right. And, um, you know, with this new perspective, with the shift of focus, you know, I started focusing less on the canceled trips and events that yeah. I've had scheduled. Oh, yeah. And more about the open invitation to slowing down, rejuvenating, and breathing. I've mm. really been focusing on, you know, just this whole fresh beginning and fresh mindset um, right. of what, you know, this opportunity has given me. Yeah, this is forcing us to get it, get in our own heads. And that's what mm-hmm. we, we avoid that by what we want to do is escape our minds because we don't like it. So that's why we drink. That's why we do drugs. That's why we go out and find new activities. That's why we fall in love. That's why we do all these things to escape the monotony, escape what's going on inside our minds. And you know what? When... You want to find the answers and you need to look at the places that you're scared to be. You need to take the path less traveled. That's where Mm -hmm. all your answers are. You have everything. Everything you've ever wanted, you already have. You just got to go in those dark places. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, this is forcing us to do that by being stuck at home. You know, like long days. So we're going to come out, a lot of us are going to come out with new mindsets. And we're going to be living lives of gratitude because we go back to normal society. We're going to be thankful for what we have every day. I hope so. I was going to mention, you know, so when this all passes and when the virus is lifted, you know, will we be able to see life in a new lens? to appreciate the little things, to love more, to be patient more, you know, to find strength from within and to reconnect with ourselves on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. I really hope there are things that um, are taken away from this, um, you but, know, that yeah. are made permanent. For a little bit. I mean, every tragedy we've ever had, like you look at 9-11, like mm-hmm. America came together really, really strongly. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to, we're going to get sidetracked and, you know, go back to how we normally are, you know, a dysfunctional society. But at least for a little bit, it's going to be really good. And hopefully this impacts our children because yeah. I, I worry, I worry about that. Like, I worry about like, our like, what is society going to be like when our kids are our age? And it's like, I'm kind of nervous about that. Mm-hmm. And this lets us spend time with our kids and teach them morals and, you know, keep them busy and doing stuff around the house and not be behind a a phone all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's kind of the positives are are very much needed. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I don't want to call this a blessing in disguise because I think, um, you know, I think about and mourn with those who, whose lives will never be the same, will never go back to normal once the virus is lifted. Um, my day job, I'm, I'm a healthcare worker. I'm a non-essential healthcare worker. So I'm very blessed and fortunate to work from my home. Um, but you know, our, our healthcare workers are essential employees. Um, if you are going to work, if you are unfazed with your schedule and, you know, if you are on the front lines in whatever way, I mean, you are the heroes of this story. You are on the front lines. You are in this battle fighting it for us. And I mean, a, a thank you is not nearly enough. Um, so I don't want to call it a blessing in disguise because I do know that, you know, people are losing their lives over this. Um, but I do, I don't know. I, it's such a touchy subject because, um, I mean, the silver lining here, it is, there's definitely good I can see from this experience, but at the same time, I, I do mourn with those who, whose lives will never be the same, who will never go back to normal. Right. Yeah. I would very much rather not have had this because how many people live paycheck to paycheck, you know, and how many people have bad family lives and now they're stuck at home or, you know, just, just the negatives are there and, I would rather not have that for the sake of being selfish because of the positives. You oh, know? yeah, absolutely. But, and please, yeah, please know that that's not what I was no, um, yeah, yeah, leading we're, to. We're not, yeah, we're not trying to make that message, but. Right. Yeah, there, there's always positives and negatives. And who knows, maybe this is a time where we can think about maybe being more than than ourselves and like having a cause and maybe we can donate or maybe we can, you know, put our bodies to volunteer. work. Yeah. Volunteer mm -hmm. or do something. I've been thinking about this and I think that's something I'd like to do. And I don't know, maybe more of us can do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, I'm guilty of this, but, um, we don't know our neighbors very well. And this is definitely giving us an opportunity to get to know our neighbors. Um, mm -hmm. I had um, a letter in our mail just printed off and, you know, in our mailbox. And um, it said, hi, you know, I live at this address and I work at, I'm an essential employee and I work at all these groceries. And I just want to give my phone number out to anyone who may need anything. You know, please just let me know. Please text me and I'm available um, and I will try to bring you whatever is needed. So I just thought that was really great. I mean, this is, an, a, you know, a neighbor. There's a couple houses down. And um, I mean, it's just really great. It's really bringing out community, which is what what we're supposed to be. We're, you know, we're very social beings and we're not meant to live alone. We're not meant to um, be so focused and solely, you know, in our own, wrapped up in our own bubble. Um, so I think it's really great that, you know, the community sense. Um, the unity that's that's coming from this as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm guilty of that, of that as well. I try not to talk to my neighbors. That's that's me. But I had a conversation with my neighbor the other day. It was just something meaningless, and it was just so good. Like you know, just we talked about wasps, 
because I remember I had to spray for wasps and I was talking about that and then we were talking stories and, you know, you got entertainment for five, ten minutes and you get to remember remember your neighbor now because of that story. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we should have neighborhood like activities or like block parties or where we come together, but uh, I've never been in a neighborhood like that. Yeah. I haven't either, but you know, you never know. You never know what could come from this. Yeah. So if you could leave the uh, people that are listening with one message from today that you've said or haven't said, what would that message be? Hope. Never stop hoping. Because I am truly an optimist at heart, and I believe there will be better days. Um, And my heart goes out to anyone who has been affected, whether indirectly or directly, by this awful, awful coronavirus. Um, But, you know, I believe, um, you know, there will be better days, and there will be comfort, and um, there will be healing once again, restoration once again. Mm. Now, what about people who don't know how to have hope or maybe they lost hope? I would suggest, um, you know, baby steps. Maybe get out of the house and take a walk around um, your neighborhood. You know, just that little dose of vitamin D mm-hmm. from the sun um, and just the brisk walk, you know, that really it's scientifically proven that that can lift your mood. Um, so even just baby steps such as taking a walk outside, a 10 minute walk outside um, could really, you know, start to change your outlook on life. Yeah. I feel like I was thinking about this today. I actually texted myself to make a routine because I've been falling out of a routine lately. I think we are just the way society designed us. We are supposed to have a routine. We have work. We have schedules. We got to make dinner. We have to, you know, we always have plans. And with this right now, I think having a routine is very healthy. You know, even if it's something simple, like, you know, doing yard work or just writing it down, creating a routine. Mm -hmm. And, it gives you structure, which makes you feel, you know, worthy, useful. We want to feel useful. So, I think, yeah, like you said, like going out for a walk, make that in your routine. Do it daily. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that far. No. Awesome. Well, thank you very yeah. much, Vanessa, for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah.